Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. 92.9, we are on the hunt this morning for the best small town in Australia, but outside of New South Wales, because we did New South Wales yesterday, so we're opening up to everywhere else. 676-22929 is the number on our Facebook page. Uh, Olivia. Yes. What you got? You know, I, I love small towns. Yeah. Um, and I've been to a few. Mm. Let's start with Victoria. Yeah. Love Victoria. Probably one of my favorite small towns would be Sassafras. Up in the Dandenongs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. They've got like, it's in the Dandenongs, so it's the mountains. They have like really cute lolly stores, like old ones. They've got uh, places you can go for high tea, Devonshire tea. Um, There's a really famous pie place up in Alinda, which is in the same region. Just anywhere you want to go, you can see the entire skyline of Melbourne. It is stunning. Yeah, right. Fresh air. You're up in the mountains. Um, yeah, highly recommend that. I imagine with a name like Sassafras, I was imagining it like the Byron Bay of Victoria. Oh, really? Yeah, no, with it's... with a name like Sassafras. It's the mountains. I mean, you yeah. can talk about the beach and the bays, but... Yeah. I like the mountains. Yeah. Um, in terms of South Australia, probably my favourite place is Robe. Yeah. I went there over New Year's, yeah. so it's the beaches. Yeah. Um, Mount Gambia, obviously where I'm from, but that's not really a small town. Uh, not really now. No, no. it's quite big. Yeah. It's bigger than Tamworth. Yeah. Um, but there is a really cute little town um, called um, Panola. 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 And it's quite famed for St. Mary. Oh, yes. yes. Of course. There's a yeah. lolly store there. And there's a little um, place called a fairy garden. It's like a fairy tale garden just outside of Panola. Yeah. And it, when I was younger, it was it's like an entire um, miniature fairy tale land. Oh, okay. So there's like little, um, there's a witch in like a little stone house. There's oh. the three bears and Goldilocks. There's a tower. And like you used to just walk around it yeah. and see all the different like setups of fairy tales. Panola's in SA. Yeah. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Are you okay. not? Nah, it's never. super like, nah. it's like, I don't know, my grandparents lived yeah. there. Oh, so okay. we used to visit a lot. Yeah. And there's like a little steam train and an old church um, and like an old school similar to, I don't know, you would have been to Ballarat, Sovereign yeah. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Sovereign Hill is yeah. a classic. I used to want to work there when I was younger. Panola. Mm. You know what I'd be doing if I was a mayor of Panola? Eating peanuts. Sure. I'd uh, no. I'd put. I'd build on all the houses pergolas, so there'd be pergolas in Panola. But, well, you know, a lot of the houses the have things like that. Have pergolas? Yeah, and wrap around well, porches. Who doesn't love a wrap around porch? Look, who doesn't love a, a pergola? Pergola, especially in Panola. Yeah. <laughs> I've confused myself now as to what the town name is and what the stuff is on the house. I love small towns. Um, someone suggested on our Facebook page, uh, Donna suggested Miles in Queensland. Lovely town. It's out oh. west of uh, Queen, uh, west of Brisbane, about six yeah. hours inland, inland Queensland town. Although we, when I was moving to Rockhampton yeah. from here back in 2010, our car broke down in Miles and we had to get it repaired there at the local garage. And oh, how'd stayed. that go? Look. Miles a lovely town, but I've it's 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 tarnished my memory of it because of the car. Was this when it was Casey's fault as well? So well, look, it may have been yes. <laughs> so uh, we got contaminated petrol. 
Oh, so, what? So, yeah, we got contaminated fuel, not at Miles, at another I was going to say, don't defame them. And, um, yeah, it, we, we broke down there, so we had to get the whole engine oh. cleaned out and new petrol put in, so That's we had to stay good. the night at Miles Pub. Really? Which was awesome. That's a fun experience, so, Yeah, it was. I miss a road trip. Yeah. And finding all the little towns. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. There is. You need to go on a New South Wales road trip so you know all about your panolas and your sovereign hills. You yes, to, and now I know about the, Bingara. Yep, the Bingara. That's on my list. Bingara road trip. I'm going to start doing road trips in summer, but my aircon's not working in my car. Oh. I don't know when it stopped working. Go get the GWM Canon Ute and I'll just there take you go. it for road a, trip. a road trip. Done. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. Arj Barker joining me for a chat this morning. Arj, how are you, mate? I'm good, JB. How you doing? Yeah, really well, really well. You, uh, yeah. you've, you've, you've come here, uh, you've come to Tamworth, I'm pretty sure, before, but certainly Australia, you're here often. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in this country. It was sort of one of those things where it just sort of, I didn't really plan it that way, but Australia turned out to be... Like, basically my home away from home, and now it's closer to my home than a home away from home. <laughs> it's in between a home and a home away from home. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a home home away. <laughs> That's got to be sort of our Australian nature, do you seem to think, where we seem to, like, resonate with you and you resonate with us, would you say? Well, I think it's, I think there's something that works, seems to work, that we seem to, uh, be able to, to uh, you know, uh, see eye to eye, me and the Australian public over the years. And I never really completely understood why. I didn't think it was necessary. I was just thankful that I finally found a country that gets my jokes, <laughs> you know, because I searched far and wide. Did you um, visit Australia as a tourist before then coming out here on the comedy circuit, or was your comedy circuit the first time? Oh, you had. Okay. I yeah, did, yeah. actually. Yeah, it was, it was uh, 1989, a long time ago, and I had just only just graduated high school recently, and I came out. I was backpacking. We mostly went to New Zealand to go snowboarding, and then we uh, popped through Australia on the way home, spent about a only a hand, only a few days in Sydney. Yeah, and uh, we were, you know, young lads, and uh, spent a bit of time in Kings Cross. You know, <laughs> just drink mainly, just drinking, not getting up to too much trouble. But uh, it was quite wild back then. It was like being in the Wild West. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a, a fair, a fair whack before the, uh, the the lock-ins <laughs> yeah. and all that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, Pretty intense, and we still have some funny stories from that, but they might not be suitable for this show. I don't know. But uh, anyway, <laughs> fast forward, I became a comedian, and, yeah, I started coming here all the time. And now I live here, you know, uh, at least half the year, sometimes more, depends, and uh, get around. But, you know, JB, I've been now working for 30 years doing comedy, so trying to get better and better, honing. Over 20 different countries I worked in, yeah. thousands of shows. And I'm going to be honest with you. all the Every show that I've done, as far as I'm concerned, leading up to this point, every single performance I've done has just been warm-up. 
for the Tamworth show this Friday night. 30 years of um, of, of history and experience and learnings all at the Capitol Theatre on Tamworth on Friday night. It all culminates <laughs> in Tamworth this Friday night. Wow. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a well, ripper. No pressure. No pressure, Tamworth. <laughs> If if we go back way back when 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 was it that you realized you were funny? Um, you know, I remember. I think it was about two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> I was buying bread. <laughs> you performed on a fair few um, big night talk shows in the U.S. sort of in the '90s and early '90s. That, that must have been yeah. a pretty cool experience, meeting some of those guys and being on sort of national late-night TV in the States. Yeah, that was a, that was definitely a, a thrill, you know. I did Letterman. I did David Letterman twice. I did uh, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I did Conan, Conan O'Brien a few times. And uh, they were all different, but they were all, all nice, pretty nice. Uh, in case anyone's curious, Letterman was the most... Uh, he was the one I chatted to the least. He, he was the only. The other two guys popped around, you know, prior to the show and were chatty and yeah, kind of normal. And Letterman, not not to be critical of him, but he was very uh, elusive. Uh, uh, I didn't see him until I was actually on stage, and then the, he, and then he was friendly. And um, and the first appearance, he invited me over and offered me some cake, but there was there was no fork. And I was sort of like, I didn't want to eat, you know, <laughs> eat it. I sort of took it, but I didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> I didn't want to grab it in my hand, you know, and just stuff it in my face. So that was a weird moment. Was he doing uh, the but, same thing? Was he standing there st- stuffing cake in his gob? So you went, you know what, I'll, I'll let you do that? <laughs> I think maybe he'd had some. I think there were forks, but I was. I think he, uh, you know, didn't realize that I, I had, didn't have one or... You know, there's a lot going on. The show is wrapping up at that time. It's like right as the show ends. Um, <laughs> it was fine. It was such a thrill. You know, I mean, I was a massive fan of Letterman. Yeah. The most out of all those guys, and uh, so it was totally a big deal to me. Um, you've 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 seen the big golden guitar in Tamworth on your travels. I have, and I want to see it again. I love guitar. Yeah. I love music. I know you guys are massive. Uh, uh, it's the country music capital yeah. of Australia, isn't it? That's it. That's the one. So, yeah, I, uh, I do enjoy a bit of country western. And, um, uh, you know, I'm more lean towards rock, so I hope people don't get mad at me. But I do uh, enjoy, you know, when there's influence. You know, I, I love, you know, my Johnny Cash. Yeah. And uh, the Stones, you know, often uh, they were seen to be influenced by uh, country music. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, Willie Nelson. You know, I, I like. I'm kind of an old schooler, but um, I have an appreciation for all music, and I am aware of you guys' uh, celebration of country music. Yeah. So I, I, I don't mind that. We'll have to get you back out here during the country music festival in January to do stand up well, and that. some comedy yeah, music. There you go. Yet. Well, well, I don't know why I never get an invitation for that. Maybe I, well, maybe I would go there. They well, invited me. Hey, Arj, thank you so much. We are really looking forward to your show at the Capitol Theatre Friday night. You can get your tickets from your website, arjbarker.com. It's going to be a heap of fun. Thank you so much. Well, I, love, I love Glamworth. I'm coming out. I just called it Glamworth, so I'm making up nicknames. <laughs> um, 
I love you guys, and I hope you guys come out to the show because I've been waiting a long time to do it. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. Well, we usually do don't trust snakes every now and again, but for something a little different, I don't know the longevity of this segment. Well, you know, we'll give it a go. Uh, this morning, this. A kid, nah. Echidna. Them. Yes, yeah, so don't trust uh, kidnas we got this morning because um, the Bendemir Hotel got a little bit of a surprise over the weekend, Olivia. Um, they did. When the, uh, the owner there, well, when the cleaner, Robbie Lee, opened up the door to room eight at the Bendemir Hotel and found the carpet torn up, dirt littering the white bed sheets, the heater and the fan were knocked on the floor. Uh, they mentioned it to the publican, Leanne Summers, and they couldn't understand the state of room eight as no one had stayed there the night before. <laughs> that didn't know what was going on. So they, they cleaned it all up, all good. And then Monday, Leanne had a look in the room and found the bin on the ground, the bedside table knocked around and moved, the carpet torn up still, dirt all over the bed sheets going, what is going on? We She's ready to call Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, the Bendemir Hotel, it is old. Um, I can't remember the exact age of it now. it's been redone. It's a bit, yeah, it has. It's mm. had some beautiful refurbishments yeah. there. Have you been to the Bendemir Hotel? Give it a, give it a look. It's awesome. Wow, really good. Oh, you love I'll it. Go. It's got a lovely river down the back I've there. heard it's beautiful. Stunning. I've got to go. So um, they're wondering, well, two, two days in a row that this has gone on, so he's decided to uh, pop down and, and look under the bed, and there under the bed, little beady eyes looking up at him. That would scare the life out of me. Echidna. Yeah, and, you know, they're cute, but they're, like, they're spiky. Oh, they're very spiky. Like, they'll hurt you. Um, he got the welding gloves out. Oh, no way. You just had some welding gloves lying around. Oh, look, that's what you do in the bush. Oh, true. Got some welding gloves and um, they end up, uh, you know, enticing the uh, the echidna out from under the bed. Uh, held him, of course, got the obligatory photos for Facebook mm, and media. I and then them. released him out into the paddock. I love that. Maybe it was the echidna we had here for a while. <laughs> he's, he's been he, travelling. He has. And I he's mean, on that, a gap year. <laughs> he, and it's probably, that was about, what, two months ago we yeah, had a kidney here. Yeah. So probably two months to get from Tamworth yeah, to Bendemir. Yeah, I mean, Bendemir. how fast do they roll? Oh, they're very slow moving. That we think. Well, that's true. Mm. That's a good point. They could be quick like and Sonic maybe the just Hedgehog. slow for us. Yeah, that's true. Um, about 3000 bucks worth of damages he's so done to the room, So how do you claim though. that, though? Like, what do you do? Like, hey, insurance, I've got a what my wild echidna, Eddie's just been on the loose. <laughs> Eddie the echidna. Yeah. I don't know. Would the insurance company believe that? And you can't, you going, can't nice hurt try. the animal and, like, no. be mad at it. No. No. <laughs> this made uh, my, my parents in Adelaide saw this on Adelaide TV last oh. night. They sent me a message. And my mum informed me that apparently possums can cause a heap of damage if they get into your house. Apparently there's Ew. been stories of that over the yeah, years well, where possums are managed possums to get in. There's a lot of possums Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they get in and they yeah. they, dis- they rip up carpet and destroy rip beds up, how and do they rip up all the sorts carpet, of stuff. Though? I can get the echidna because yeah. like, that echidna was wiling. Like it had a big night. It yeah. was partying. <laughs> it probably had a couple of friends over. We've all been there. You got to, You can't trust those echidnas, though. You know why? 
Because when they get into the pub, they spike your drinks. Ah, thank you, Hero Week. I'm not sure how I feel about that joke. Spike, spike, because of the spikes on it? Yeah, no, I got it, but like where they get the roofies from. Uh, No, I'm joking. Um, That was a good one, JB. Almost (laughs) as good as your intro. The intro was good. I, I did like the intro. We'll play it one more time. That is our instalment of Don't Trust a Kid. And as I don't know whether we'll ever do it again, but hey, the intro will, will live on forever. A kidna. A kidna. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. We want your dad picks. Please. <laughs> we're just talking about dads, weren't we? We were, we were just talking about dad rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During that one, you know, the the midnight oil. ACDC. ACDC. Yeah. The Foo Fighters have kind of become a little bit more dad rock, haven't they? They've managed to bit. escape sort of that post-grunge sort of badge that they had and they've gone a bit dad rockish because I think the audience has aged with them, you yeah. know? But in contrast, my husband, mm. who's a dad, obviously... Uh, listens to, are you ready for all this? Oh, sure. Metallica. He loves Metallica. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he also likes Aqua. Oh, wow. Okay. And the Backstreet Boys. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> your dad. No, 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 no. My husband. Oh, your husband. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, that's the, that's the music we grew up with, so that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm just like, yeah. he likes a lot of, and then there's country songs. Does he like, well, he likes 90s and... Yeah. If he does the Backstreet Boys, Aqua and Metallica. Yeah. We're talking like the, the, the 90s commercialised yeah. Metallica or the 80s Metallica that became popular um, with Stranger Things just a couple of weeks ago. No, the and It's the like OG. you realise how old that is. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah the 90s Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, is it Whiskey in a Jar? That's one of their songs, yes. isn't it? That's his yeah. favourite song. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Mm. I don't mind Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire, Give Me Double-Sided Pies which is not the correct lyric, but it will forever be the correct lyric oh, for Fuel. Me, yesterday, that Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande song. Yep. I'd, ra- it's, I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive. I was originally singing it, I'd rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive. It's not that. No, it's dry. No, I don't believe that for two <laughs> seconds. Look who's singing it. It's Gaga and Grande. Yeah. And it's not about drinking. It's about rain, and it's a, there that's, is a deeper meaning, but we're not. That's yeah, too yeah, deep yeah, for today. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, I thought it was. I'd rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive. I think it so should be. I'd rather be drunk. Be. I I vibe with that. We, we need to be songwriters. <laughs> well, maybe well maybe not. Everyone's going to think we're alcoholics. We we need to be the producers that when the songwriters come to us and go. Um, the lyrics are rather be dry, but at least I'm alive. No, we no, go no, 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 drunk, drunk, no, drunk, definitely. Nah, out, or we're not cutting it. Yeah, exactly. I got cigars to smoke here and ashtrays to fill. (laughs) See me later. Bye. Whiskey on the rocks, let's go. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. Freshly back from getting COVID tested because she went to Melbourne, 
die. Hello. <laughs> I am all I'll clear. be sitting this close to you. No, I'm all clear. Guys. <laughs> I am all clear. Sorry. It was it was a great trip. I'm back. It'll Refreshed. be a it'll be a stigma that Melbourne will have for a long time. They'll be trying <laughs> to get rid of that. So <laughs> you do walk hey. around a little bit more cautiously than if you were in Sydney. <laughs> still here. No, it was fun. <laughs> um, how was Melbourne? Good. It was amazing. Yeah. Yes, it was amazing. I am officially a hockey hero. I just want to tell you. Um, I say babies from ice hockey. Now, let me just say this very clearly. Wow. From ice hockey pucks. Oh, okay. Yes. Stood in front of one, took one to the back, saved the baby. Yeah. Friend of mine has a little girl, two years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. And it made, never does. Made The puck made its way because they were warm up, in warm-up. Yeah. The puck made... So Perspex Whoa. glass goes like all the way to the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Through the original the COVID safety screens, those, Correct, those yeah. um, ice hockey shields. The, the sh- yeah. yeah. Did you Massive do the full on just dive like bodyguards well, do? I, I didn't see it coming. Oh. I, let's say I did. Okay. Let's say I did the yeah. big body dive, right? <laughs> I did the big body dive because I knew... I could feel it in my water it was coming. <laughs> Did the big dive. So she was climbing up onto a chair and I went, oh, that can't be good. So I went to grab her. And as I turned, the, ice, the puck came up over in through <gasps> the net, wow. down through the perspex, bounced off the wall, came back, took it in the back and went, yeah, that's what it's all on today's work, guys. At the you are have kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just wow. this dramatic <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, turned oh, around, yes. I turned around to yell at someone because I thought someone had slapped me. <laughs> there was no one there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised it was a puck because they went, "Oh my god, are you okay?" I went, "Yeah, I'm so okay. I'm so was the baby's it, okay, and we're all good." Was it flying at some speed or? Oh my god, yeah, it was in yeah, yeah? It was warm up. Yeah, wow. nev- and it never does that. Like it never comes. Yeah, over the never net. been to an ice hockey they're game. They're really they're, like they're so tall. These these perspex screens, and then you've got netting that's connected to it, yep. so it's suctioned to it all the way around. Yeah, and I don't know how it's a one in a hundred chance that, that is... this thing got through, bounced off the wall, <laughs> and I copped it in the back. Did the <laughs> No war wounds to show. I'm very Did disappointed. the player that hit the puck come over and apologise, or no, is that wishful probably thinking? Probably didn't even notice. No, didn't even like, came over and had a. <laughs> Came over and fought you. <laughs> no one ice hockey players. Bend off my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Give that back. <laughs> so there you go. It was all did you get a Did you get a win? It was a. Fi- it was a fight. Have I got this we- right in my ice hockey uh, jargon? Yeah. You. It was a finals. Yes. So there was a like a semi style yeah. final. Yeah first so they had to play off uh, for sudden death against um sudden death sudden death it's very intense it is much more intense than like golden point you know it's not yeah golden point sudden death yes very intense so we had to play melbourne yeah um and we beat them yeah which we weren't expected to we beat them yeah um so they were out then we had to play newcastle yeah um and we should have beaten them and we did we had it with two minutes to go and then they scored so it was three all um, at the at the end of the game, yeah, um, and then it went into overtime. Yeah, so you get ten minutes overtime. Yeah, um, and they scored within a minute, so it was just ah. you no. Know, it's all in the day. What's the What's the team names for ice hockey teams? <laughs> what are What are their names? That's what it's all about. Is it the Melbourne so, Pelicans or something like that? Uh, Merry Melburnians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually remember Melbourne's name. What's the irrelevant Melbourne? The Melbourne Rat. <laughs> the <laughs> Melbourne Rat so Testers or something. Brave. Oh my god, Canberra yeah. Brave. Yeah, no, no? nice <laughs> Canberra Brave. Sydney, uh, uh, Sydney Bears, yep. um, North Star- Newcastle North Stars, um, North and they Stars. were the four that's in the really top. Random. Yeah. That's a ver- yeah. that's a Newcastle small North town Stars. up near Moree, North Star. Yeah, mm. yeah well, it's not very ice hockey yeah, issue. Well. Needs no, to be the I Newcastle 
seals or something. I don't know. What? I don't know. I they can be seals in the seal polar bears. gear. You know, military the polar seal polar gear. Yeah. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. Cav Templey from Eskimo Joe, who's also going to be performing here solo at Honky Tonk Bar, joins me for a chat. Cav, thank you so much for your time. How are you, mate? Hey, JB. Thanks for having us. Nah, an absolute pleasure. You have, uh, you've been to Tamworth with Eskimo Joe uh, a couple of times, but this is your first time solo. Yeah, it's quite a different experience coming down to watch me solo because it's just me with an acoustic guitar, and I just because I don't have my bandmates behind me, I tell many very long-winded stories about uh, the songs and where I wrote them and what I was doing at the time. I, I, if I can go back to the Eskimo Joe days, I don't want you to feel too old with this, but um, <laughs> the the song, the single, back when you could actually buy CD singles, um, From the Sea was the very first uh, uh, Valentine's Day gift I ever bought and gifted to a girl. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> the relationship didn't pan out too well, but I think she liked it at the time, and a great song. Uh, and then I just loved Black Fingernails, Red Wine. That album is just phenomenal. And I, I, I did listen to your, I did listen to Eskimo's career through your whole career, but it seemed like the Black Fingernails, Red Wine was the album that was just you knew it was going to come, and then when that album came out. It, it was it. It was just exceptional. How how was it going through that whole process recording that album? And did you know it was going to be as big as it was? Look, we'd been touring pretty hard and, you know, playing to a lot of people, building up, you know, a fan base one person at a time. Yeah. Um, and we had released an album called uh, Song of the City, which, you know, we had a large part in. We've always had a large part in the production of our records, but we had a really big part in the Song of the City. Um, and uh, we thought that album was, you know, the best thing we'd ever done. Um, but it turns out it, it was just the precursor to Black Fingernails Red Wine. So when we got into the studio to do Black Fingernails, uh, we'd all been kind of pulling in the same direction. We knew exactly what kind of record we all wanted to make. Our songwriting formula as a group of people had just gotten airtight. Mm. Um, and we decided to, you know, produce it ourselves. So we went to a little studio, um, which is called The Grove now, um, just on the central coast there, and um, and we had an amazing time. For for such a dark sounding record, we were, you know, it was the sun was shining, and we were having a great time. So, uh, <laughs> but I think it was just one of those moments in time where the stars just aligned. Yeah, uh, this is your, I understand, second uh, solo uh, album that you've that you've uh, that you've released, and graduation day with uh, Katie Steele from Little Birdie. That's a great collaboration, and of course, you're both WA um, uh, artists. Yeah, look, um, you know, we had a, when we were writing the album A Song of the City, we had this, this really great little back shed where all of these bands who were, who were friends of ours were writing and doing demos. And um, and Katie was hanging about because she was Luke Steele's little sister and um, and the Sleepy Jackson, you know, where they were doing demos, End of Fashion, a bunch of other bands. And everyone was doing demos and getting signed. So it was a really exciting time. Um, and anyway, Katie was hanging out with me and I, come, I was writing these songs for Songs of the City and Katie would come out and we'd, she'd accompany me by doing harmonies and a bit of piano and I actually tried to convince the guys in the band to let her join the band because she was such a great singer and piano player. But luckily for her, uh, she showed us her songs that she'd been writing and, and I was like, oh my God, don't join our band. 
you need to start your own band. And so we helped her do some demos and that turned into the band Little Birdie. Um, and then we did a bunch of touring together, of course. And um, many, many years later, you know, I was working on my second solo record over the pandemic and it's pretty lonely making a record by yourself. I'm actually talking to you, um, you know, en route to do a gig, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of time spent just staring at the walls when you're making a record by yourself. And so I called up Katie at a certain point in time and said, hey, dude, do you want to come over for a jam? And luckily she said yes, um, and we finished off the song Graduation Day, which I'm just so happy with. Remember when we used to stop the traffic on the bridge on Graduation Day? Foreign Land, I love that song. Mm. The, the, the Middle Eastern instrument in there. What, mm. what is that? Uh, that is a, <laughs> an instrument called a zerna. Um, zerna. Zerna, yeah. When I was writing that song, I was like, I just, you know, I just finished doing those two albums, the songs The City of Black Fingernails, and I'd written all of those songs with me on an acoustic guitar just sitting down, and that's why, you know, when I play solo shows, it's so easy to play those songs acoustically because that's how I wrote them. Yeah. Um, with Foreign Land, I was just like, I cannot sit down and just play A minor and sing something dark over the top of it. I just need some other inspiration. So I walked down to my local CD shop because the CDs were being sold at the time, uh, and uh, I'd look through, like, you know, the Middle Eastern section, and I found this CD called The Sounds of Turkey. And uh, I took it back, you know, to my studio and I listened to it. And it was this, basically this hour-long mad Middle Eastern jam. And I just found this one little eight-second moment right in the middle, which had this... So I was like, cool, I sampled that, made a little loop of it, did my best John Bonham uh, drum impersonation over the top. I mean, then I forgot about it. And we went overseas to, to New York to play this showcase. And while we were there, Heath Ledger passed away. And we were at this big gala event and, you know, we were walking down the red carpet and they were like, did you know that Heath Ledger has just died? It was a really big deal. Um, and I kind of sat down the next day and wrote this very, very sad ballad, you know, about this young chap who was very talented, dying alone in a foreign land. And so when I got home, the guys were like, all right, what, what are we writing, Cav? What's the next song? And I was like, well, I've got this song. Um, and I just played the really sad song over my big John Bonham drum Middle Eastern loop that I had and everyone was like, great. And so it turned into this huge, big Led Zeppelin jam. But, you know, the song itself started as a very sad, very ballad-esque song. No. So tonight tonight when I play um, uh, Moonshiners, I'll, I'll play the original version of Foreign Land if anyone wants to come down and have a listen. Yeah, no, f phenomenal. And I remember that song stood out so exceptionally at the time because, I mean, it was just so different. Um, which was 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 remarkable. I mean, I still remember that that instrument to this day, and I just needed to get the correct, correct pronunciation and find out exactly what it was because I've heard so many different stories as to what it is over the years. <laughs> so. Well, we had, we did have to get permission to use the sample, um, which so thankfully they did give yes. to us. Yeah, but uh, we we were chucking around the idea of finding someone who played the Zerna just to recreate it at some point in time. Luckily. We never had to. <laughs> no, that's great. I'm sure there's not too many Zerna players around the place. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Oh, You'd really? Surprised. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cav, thank you so much for your time. All the best with your solo show here in Tamworth, and hopefully we see you back here again uh, in the future and maybe with the Eskies as well. Thanks so much. You never know. Thanks so much for talking to us, though. Cheers. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week.